Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transform Aisha's podcast, and I hope you guys will have a great day. I am so excited to do this new episode. It's going to be on the book of Ruth, which is such an amazing book. I feel like it's four chapters, but you could just learn so much from this book. So I'm going to just get right to it. Here it goes. The book of Ruth is such a beautiful story about redemption and restoration. It is more than just a love story. But a story that affected so many people and will affect the next generation. Part of a way of God delivering his promise. Starting in chapter 1, the story starts out as a gloomy one. There was a famine in the land of Bethlehem. So, Elimech, Naomi, his wife, and his two sons went to live in Moab. Verses 1 and 2. Naomi lost her husband and her sons. All Naomi have had left was her two daughter was her two daughter in laws. So just picture that you know she went from having a husband and her two sons, and just one day, all of that was gone. So basically, all Naomi had left was her two daughter in laws. Naomi. I mean, Ruth and Oprah. That's just, that's just hard. Like, it just, it just reminds me actually a little bit of the book of Job too. But anyway, this happened in verses three to five. Naomi heard that the Lord provided food and aid to his people. So she and her daughter-in-laws went to Judah Verse 6, Naomi told her daughters to go back home with their mothers and that they can find another husband. She wanted them to have the life security in the world. Verses 8 to 14, Oprah eventually went home. Verse 14, but Ruth wanted to stay. Verse 14, Oprah probably got married and had that worldly security, but she does not have a book of the Bible named after her. God didn't discuss her story any further. If I want to be extraordinary and known by God, I have to choose to be set apart and to make those hard choices to glorify God and to live for God first. It may even mean getting rid of some worldly comforts, but it's extremely essential and worth every sacrifice that needs to be made. Anyways, I love this line for Ruth. Verses 16 to 17. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. When you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me. Be ever so severely if death separ- that even death separates you and me. End quote. I was so proud of Ruth because she did not care about the security of having a stable home, husband, and other riches of this world. She wanted to get to know the real God and be there for her mother-in-law. I want to have Ruth's heart to be completely unpersuaded to want the riches of this world. I believe that once we adopt this unshakable attitude, people will notice. Naomi noticed that Ruth was determined, so she stopped asking Ruth to go back. Verse 18. Naomi and Ruth went to Bethlehem, and Naomi was in a really bad place, verses 20 to 21. She blamed God for her misfortunate events and felt like God brought her back empty and was afflicted by God. Naomi believed in the lie that the worldly pleasures is what would sustain her. She was so consumed by grief 
of her losses, husband, two sons, and dealing with the famine and loss of wealth, that she failed to see what God did for her in verse 6, which, which was to provide her aid. I am like that too. I am so focused on what I lost that I failed to see what God is doing. I can relate so much to Naomi, even in my current situations. Sometimes I crave the freedom to do whatever I see fit, to serve God, obey his commands, and to put God first in everything. But I am going through persecution and have a lot of responsibilities. I am going to be content and serve God in this season. I will fight not to say that God has afflicted me, brought me misfortunes, and that God brought me back empty. I am simply going to ask God what he wants me to do in this season. How can I glorify him? How can I best serve him? And how can I trust him wholeheartedly by being grateful for this tough season? Not to just endure it, but to embrace it because I know exactly who Jesus is. God has a plan. God does and every detail is not told to me, but I have to honestly trust and believe that God is faithful, pure, and right. Woof, so that's basically what I got from chapter 1 so far. Okay, so I love that in chapter 2, God is already working. Even with Naomi's doubt, review chapter 1, Ruth's undivided devotion to God and focus, focus faith in God, review chapter 1, God is working. Verse 1, now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man standing from the clan of Imelach, whose name was Boaz. End quote. It was said in chapter 1 that Naomi's husband was named Imelech. Ruth decided to work and she stumbled on the field belonging to Boaz. Not a random action in my opinion in verses 2 and 3. It showed that faith was a hard work of verse 7. It did not say that she complained or was wishing she was in a different season like I tend to do. But she embraced what was in front of her and focused on it. I really wish I can be like that. I tend to compare and feel cheated and jealous and envious and wishing for my turn. I believe that when I am behaving this way, it is becoming about me and not glorifying God. I need to adapt the mindset to glorify God first because if that was my number one aim, my season and circumstances won't matter because I'll be so focused asking for God's will and doing it. Boaz took notice to Ruth and what she has done and gave her many blessings because of it. Verses 7 through 12. I love Ruth's humble response in verse 13. Boaz addressed her needs in verses 15 and 16 as well. Even with this glorious treatment, Ruth continued to work until the evening and bought and even bought some food and items to Naomi. Verses 17 to 18. Naomi's seen how wonderful the blessings were and questioned her about it. Yes, it was awesome that Boaz was kind to her and took notice to her, but it's hard not to see where God is working. God made Boaz see her, question about her, address her needs, and ensure that she was safe and taken care of. God sends many people our way to help us. Yes, thank those people with humbleness, but take the moment to acknowledge how much God is doing and how amazing God is. And to see that God has the ultimate authority and that God has his hands on this. I need to do the same as well, especially with dealing with a difficult season. This story is extremely convicting for me. Naomi knew that Boaz was her relative and acknowledged his kindness. Verse 20. 
It was nice to see that Boaz did these things out of the kindness of his heart. I do not believe he was thinking about marriage or had that attraction to her, but I could be wrong. Someone pointed her out and told her about Naomi. I am pretty sure that Boaz knew Naomi, and that's probably one of the reasons why he was so generous towards her. Verses 5-6. through six. Again, I'm just speculating. So that is what I got from chapter 2. In chapter 3, Naomi gave specific instructions so that Ruth can find a home and be well provided for. Verses 1-4. through four. Ruth declares that she will obey her orders. Verse 5. Ruth went to the dressing floor and was obedient to Naomi. Verse 6. Ruth approached Boaz quietly after he ate and drank and was in a good mood. She approached him, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Um, verses 7 and 8. Boaz woke up and saw a woman laying at his feet, and he did not know he did not know it was Ruth, so he asked who she was. Verses 8 and 9. Ruth asks Boaz to do his duty as the guardian redeemer. Boaz said he would do it if someone more closely related than Boaz would not do his duty as the guardian redeemer. This occurred in verses 9 to 13. I believe that Boaz wanted to marry Ruth, but he did not want to do the wrong thing. The, close, the closest relative to the Redeemer has to, has to have the option first, and that is why I believe Boaz said what he said. I am glad everything worked out, though. I'm sorry, I am giving you guys a little sneak peek of the next chapter. In my opinion, this was bad advice of Naomi. Things could have taken a really bad turn, and Boaz could have taken advantage of the situation in the wrong way. And that's one of the reasons why I personally, like, I know the the stories about Ruth, but I really appreciate Boaz because Boaz really, really, really took, really appreciated her purity. He guarded her heart. He made those tough decisions out of, like, love and reverence for her. He put his life on the line and his own urges on the line for so that he can actually take care of her purity but anyway let me go back to the story <laughs> um so luckily that did not happen like he that he didn't take advantage of the situation um roof uh, laid at his feet into the morning left before anyone could recognize her and gave six measures of barley to give back to um naomi verses 14 to 15 Boaz even mentioned that Ruth showed kindness because she was not trying to go after a younger man. Verse ten, and she and said she is a woman. Um, sorry, said she is a woman of noble character. Verse eleven, Ruth was simply trying to lift a guard and be there for her mother-in-law, and someone noticed her. I believe us as sisters in Christ needs to do the same. We should. We should be fully invested in our singleness, serving the Lord and keeping our eyes focused on God, loving God, bonding with God, not even considering the thought of trying to be with a man. Let that man come on God's timing in God's way. I bring my yearns and desires for a partner and I give it to God. I delight in God so much that a potential partner is not even in my sight right now. There is absolute beauty in my singleness and purity. I do not want to waste this season, just like Ruth did not waste her season. The book of Ruth is more than a romantic love story, but a story of a woman who loved God so much and lived a life of serving others. 
Anyways, Ruth tells Naomi everything that happened and Naomi tells her to wait until she finds out what happens and ensures her that Boaz will settle the matter. Verses 16 to 17. And that was one thing that I liked about Boaz too was that he was a man of his word. Anyway, chapter 4. Boaz speaks to the garden redeemer that he mentioned in the previous chapter. He brought 10 leaders with him as well. At first, the man was going to redeem the land that Naomi was selling, but when he mentioned about Ruth being his wife, the man couldn't and told Boaz to do it. Verses 1 through 6. I personally believe that this is a beautiful demonstration of God right here. My issues and baggage may be too much for people. It may endanger their own state. It's a state. See verse 6. But it's not too much for God. There is no mistake or baggage or issue that is too bad for God to redeem. Jesus died on the cross for my sins so that I can be redeemed. Jesus paid the paid the entire price even though it cost Jesus his life. It just makes me want to love God and live for God and appreciate God more and more. These two verses here shows me why it is more than a love story. Verses 11 and 12. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, We are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who brought together, built up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrata and be famous in Bethlehem. Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like a um, Perez, who who Tamar born to Judah. End quote. I believe that this marriage and union was done to build up and help so many people. It was such a unselfish love and experience, in my opinion. This that is the type of relationship that I am seeking after. A godly relationship that would impact so many lives. Not just a relationship with me and my potential husband, but something that is going to impact the world. Not self-focused, but building and changing people's lives forever. Most importantly, striving to accomplish the will of God. Boaz and Ruth um, gets married and Ruth has a son. Verse 13. And one of the most beautiful things happens. Ruth gives the child to Naomi so that the following can happen. Verses 14 through 16. The, the woman said to Naomi, Praise be the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous to, throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given, you, has given him birth. Naomi, then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. Also verse 17. Then the woman said, Naomi has a son and they named him Opred. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. End quote. And the book ends with a genealogy of David. Conclusion. Ruth's purpose was to live for God and to be there for her mother-in-law. The marriage and child was a byproduct of that. Having... Um, having a marriage was not an idol, but something that was used to glorify God, impact so many lives, and be a blessing to Naomi, Ruth, Boaz, and so many others. Ruth put her life on hold and sacrificed her life so that Naomi can find God again. Ruth sacrificed her son so that Naomi's life can be renewed and sustained her in her old age. Verse 14. 
This reminds me of my current situation right now. I am making sacrifices for my family and for other people. This story showed me that it may not be glamorous to make sacrifices, but it is always worth it. It is a foreshadow and beautiful demonstration and picture of what Jesus has done on the cross. He has redeemed us and restored everything back. All God is asking from us is our lives, for us to, complete, to live for him completely. Honestly, that is something that that is something that should want to happen when someone really knows what God has done for for them personally, in my opinion. <laughs> um, if someone was going to get hit by a car and that person was saved by someone else, I will hope that that person that could have got hit will respect and live for that person who saved him. It is the same for Jesus. Live for him. Delight in him. Love him. Do not have idols or place anything place any worth in anything besides Christ. Make Jesus your only one. Thank you so much for listening to Transformation's podcast, and I hope you have a great day. Bye for now.